there, I'm Rachel Ehring from Dream Lavender Music, and you're listening to the Dynamic Piano Teaching Podcast, the show that dives into piano pedagogy without being stuffy. If you're a piano teacher who wants to go beyond the method book to create an engaging, innovative studio, you've come to the right place. So let's get started. Today on the podcast, I'm talking with Courtney Woodward, who is the author of the Family Dynamics Storybook Series. As you probably know from previous episodes, I love using musical storybooks in my classes and private lessons as well. So I was so excited that Courtney agreed to come on the show. Her new book will be released tomorrow, so she is going to give us a sneak peek into what it's all about and why you just might want to add it to your library. Here's my interview with Courtney. Welcome to the show, Courtney. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Can you introduce yourself and tell listeners a little bit about your business and your books? Hi. Well, hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Um, It's such a pleasure to finally meet you um, and get to talk with your audience. So yeah, my name is Courtney Woodward. I am a uh, former music educator. I taught for 15 years. Um, I taught in the public school setting. I taught uh, high school for eight years, uh, where I was teaching bands, a little bit of chorus, marching band, percussion, march, you know, all those things. Uh, and then I switched to the middle school grade level uh, and taught there for seven years, where I taught orchestra um, and some beginner piano and beginner guitar. Um, so after that, after those 15 years, I did kind of a career switch. I'm now a virtual assistant. I work from home, um, have kind of clients all over the U.S., and that gave me a little bit more time to start this crazy passion of mine of trying to write music books, which um, kind of fulfilled that missing piece of not teaching music anymore, where now I can still teach it, but just in a different way. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So can you share a little bit about that journey to becoming a children's music book author? (laughs) It was a wild one. Um, I actually wrote the book when I was teaching in my last year. Um, I had thought about the idea like in the middle of class. Um, and then I even started talking about it with my, they were my eighth grade uh, orchestra students. This is such an awesome crew. And uh, we just started chatting about it. And I was like, oh, I was hooked on the idea. And so I ran home after school and I started writing it down. I just scribbled it on paper. Um, and then it just kind of sat because, um, you know, life and family and kids growing up and um, being a mom and all those things and a wife. and. Um, also career switcher. So trying to figure out kind of my new life with switching careers. And, you know, then I just saw that piece of paper and I kind of found the right people um, to where I, who could help me learn the author world because I knew nothing about it. Um, and so because I had the time and I found the right people that kind of gave me the push to, to get started on this crazy idea. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about your first book, which is um, Family Dynamics, Embrace Your Sound. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Yes, Yes, ma'am. And I've been reading that book to my classes and my little private students for a while now, and they always love it. It's about um, a little violin. I'm going to let you describe the book rather than me trying to do it. Can you tell us a little bit about that first book? Sure. Absolutely. I love hearing about anybody describing it, though. Um, That makes my heart 
so happy to hear that your your kiddos enjoy it and that you use it in your studio and you find it useful and helpful. Um, so that's the the whole goal. But yeah, family dynamics, embrace your sound. That was that's my book, baby. That's the first one, um, and it is all about violin in a music shop, uh, Miss Marilyn's music shop, and uh, she gets picked up by a little girl. And then she, the little girl doesn't put violin back. And so she gets to kind of wander around the music store. She's been hearing all this music and, um, you know, she wants to sound just like the music that she hears in the store. So she goes around and it's an, it's an adventure where she gets to meet all the other instrument families. So she meets the woodwinds and the brass and the percussion families. And she's just so down and feels defeated because she doesn't sound like those other instruments. Um, so it's a great book to introduce the instruments. All of them are labeled. They look like instruments in real life. Um, and it also talks about how they're played. And then the social emotional aspect is it's okay. I'm going to embrace my own sound and it's okay to be different. It's okay for my family to be different. Um, we can all still come together and create beautiful music. So yeah, that's the whole premise. Usually that's my premise of my books is to have music ed education with a little bit of social emotional sprinkled in. Yes. And we're going to talk in a little bit about how you did that with your second book. So yeah. now you have a second book coming out and it's part of the Family Dynamics series. Now, when you yes. wrote the first book, did you think maybe this would be a series or was it just going to be a standalone book? No, no, I had the idea that it would be a series. Um, now the question is how many? <laughs> um, so at this point, I have so many different ideas, but because it's family dynamics, I, my idea is to keep going and every book be and feature a different instrument family um, with a new social emotional lesson included. So yeah, I've always had had it in mind as being a series for sure. Great. So your new book, um, when this airs, will be released tomorrow. September 19th is the release date for your new book. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about the new book? Yeah. So Family Dynamics Rhythmic Memory, um, all of us musicians know that rhythm helps in such a big way. And rhythm is such a core thing when it comes to music, you know, it is music. Um, and so we always, I used to tell my students, if you can sing it, you can play it. And so this kind of plays off of that, where um, if you can say something in rhythm, it will help you remember I have kiddos who one just started middle school and one's in, still in elementary school and they forget things all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they forget either their lunchbox at school or they forget their sweatshirt at school or they forget to brush their teeth or do this or do that. And so I think with the littles, it's that's always a constant thing. Even with us adults, it's a constant thing that we're forget. We may forget something. Um, so saying little rhythmic phrases is something it can even help you with studying. You know, if you're trying to study for a test and you can't remember that one math rule or that one English uh, or history fact, if you set it to rhythm, it helps you remember it. Um, somehow music, just when you integrate music into either studying or your memory, it it's a foundation. It just helps. And it, it's, you know, it really, uh, it really helps you to remember things. So I wanted to play off that idea. And obviously with rhythm, it was an easy choice to feature the percussion family. Um, yeah. cause that's, that's their base, you know, that's their foundation as well. So snare drum is, uh, a forgetful little guy. 
And they are at a music and arts festival. So it's set outside in a, in a pretty, you know, summer location. And they are there uh, kind of showcasing the instruments with to kids and families, but there's a big performance and snare drum forgot that there was even a performance that day. And so throughout the story, he forgets a whole bunch of other things um, and his family helps him using rhythm. So it features very simple, basic rhythms, but we put uh, phrases to the rhythms and it shows the phrase, it shows the counts, it shows the music notes. Um, and then it also says, Hey, family's always there. Family and friends are there to support you. So remember how lucky you are. Uh, so there's that little sprinkle of social emotional in the book. So it's really fun. Um, it's very pretty, very colorful. Um, and we feature a lot of percussion instruments, especially the little guys, cause they're always so fun for the, for the little kids. Yes. So you were so kind as to let me take a look at the book before this interview. And I have to tell you, Courtney, I was so impressed with how much you got into that book, but still you made it so like smooth and, you know, accessible for the little ones. So I made um, a list of some of the concepts that are in this really not very long book. So you can uh, tell me what you think of my list. So supporting friends, emotional intelligence, families of instruments, using rhythm as a memory device, quarter notes, eighth notes, rests, instruments in the percussion family, perfectionism, stage fright and performance anxiety, positive self-talk, and confidence. And I'm sure there's more, but the way you weaved all of those different things together was just, it was really fun to see how you did that. So this isn't really a question, just me uh, telling you kudos for all of that. Thank you so much. And and you're right. It is packed full of things. Um, And visually, it's also packed full of um, great illustrations and it's busy. So every time you read it, you're going to see something different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little about the illustrations. Um, you mentioned that they do look like musical instruments, like the real instrument, but they they're cute. They have faces and kind of cartoony. Can you talk a little about the illustrations? Yeah, that was the whole point. Is really I wanted the little kids, especially kids who aren't, you know, they don't have a music class or studio or anything like that available to them. Um, I wanted this book to act as some kind of learning tool. So not just for like in the elementary classroom or in a music studio, but also for at home for those kids who maybe don't have access to it um, or to a music class. So that way it just teaches basic um, musical concepts, but visually I wanted them to say, oh, I learned that from family dynamics. So when they see a flute in real life, they'll go, that's flute. When they see a bassoon in real life, they'll go, oh, that's a bassoon or that's a snare drum. I saw that in family dynamics. Um, So visually, I want them to be able to make that connection. So that was really, really important to me. And that's why self-publishing was important to me because I was able to have control over and make those choices, you know, um, and make sure that the instruments did look as close as possible. Yes. And you were able to, in the second book, still include um, the other families of instruments. So it's not just percussion instruments, right? Right. Yeah. They're not labeled in this one. So we don't focus on the actual teaching of that one since we did it in the last book and we want to focus on teaching the percussion instruments, but I still like to sprinkle them in here and there. And they're still labeled as far as this is the brass family. This is the woodlands, uh, so on and so forth. So yeah, they're still in there. Yes. Um, I'm just curious, what is your primary instrument that you learned? 
I started playing piano in third grade. And then my primary instrument after that was flute. So okay. yeah, piano and flute. Those are my top two. Nice. Okay. So as you know, and um, probably our listeners know, if they've listened to the podcast um, previous episodes, I love using musical storybooks in my group classes. I feel like it just calms my students. Like they are never more attentive than when I'm reading them a story. And I'll even use it in lessons, in private lessons, sometimes with my littles, Um, Mm -hmm. just at the end as a little treat. Some of my... um, private students, the young ones, they ask for a book at the end now because, and it That's can be wonderful. the same book every week. They don't care. Like, yeah. they love it. But I'm curious if you've heard of ways that teachers are using these books, either in the classroom or in lessons or any maybe creative ways that they're using the books. Um, especially with introducing musical instruments and musical families, they're using it a lot. Um, so that's been a huge thing that I love. And what I learned, I never formally taught elementary school. You know, I would always travel over to the elementary school to recruit and things like that, but I never formally taught elementary. So I've learned a lot too. And I've been able to connect with a lot of, um, early educational music teachers on, social media and online and things like that and have really tried to reach out and understand what they do and just seeing the bookshelves full of all these music books and how they love it it's i mean in music you're already teaching you know literacy and things like that in a different way with a different language so now to incorporate obviously the joy of reading too it's such a an amazing combination you know it's it's perfect so I never really knew beforehand that storybooks were such a huge thing and such a hit in elementary school music classes, but I've since learned and I'm just grateful that, you know, a lot of people have chosen to include family dynamics, but they definitely have used it for instrument families into their already established lessons, which has been pretty cool. Great. And I think with this new one, they'll be using it also to teach rhythms and um, introducing quarter notes and eighth notes and things like that as well. Right. Right. And I, you know, on some of my author visits and things like that, I've learned, you know, not everybody teaches those the same way at the elementary level. You know, some use the syllables of ta and t, some don't, some only use counts, um, which order they teach their rhythms in, you know, everybody's different and, but they all get to that same end goal pretty much, um, before they send them off to the middle school level. So it's been, it's, it's been a really good learning process for me to peek into other people's classrooms to understand uh, at that elementary school level how they're doing it. Um, so hopefully these it can be something that they can simply just incorporate into something they've already established or they can create a whole brand new lesson um, on it. And so I've also created some freebies. So they have um, that are on my website. So they have um, rhythmic phrases worksheets that they could they could use it for anything. If they're trying to, you know, work with classroom management, they could say, okay, rhythmic phrase of the day, put a rule to a rhythm, um, or they could use affirmations or, you know, music facts or things like that. So that's one freebie. And then they also have the family dynamics bingo that they can grab. Um, and it's a do it yourself bingo. So nothing's already pre-made. They, the kids can literally take their scissors and cut everything out and keep their hands busy. Um, and they get to create their bingo board. And then they can play, you know, while you're reading the family dynamics books or just alone, you know, or you could play the sounds of the instruments and they have to, you know, play bingo and find that instrument that's on their board. So hopefully it's a good hands-on 
um, educational, but also add some time to your day kind of lesson. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned the freebies because I wanted to bring those up as well. So we'll put a link in the show notes to your website and our listeners can check out those freebies that go along with the books. Yeah, please. That'd be great. And then you also mentioned author visits. So I wanted to highlight that a little bit. So you do author visits, um, tell listeners where you are, and then also about the virtual author visits that you do. Yeah, I'm in Virginia. um, And so I've been doing some locally here and there. uh, And then I've also done virtual ones for, you know, either online virtual music schools or anything like that. And we've gotten together and done little you know, a 30 minute presentation, we'll read the book, we'll go over a fun music lesson that ties into it, and then do a Q&A. So it's kind of a really fun little thing for for kids um, to not only see the book, but then also to literally talk to the author and ask them questions about it. So it's it's a good, it's a special moment for me, but hopefully it is for them too. And, and, and it doesn't take too long to make it special. Yeah, that would be fun for um, because most of our listeners are piano teachers. I'm thinking of like a group lesson mm-hmm. or uh, like a piano party where you could host an, a virtual author visit, something like that. And so um, absolutely, can listeners find that information on your website as well? They sure can. Yeah, it will say up at the top on the tabs, author visits. <laughs> Great. Well, congratulations, Courtney, on getting your new book out. You must be so excited. And I'm so excited to get a hard copy of it that I can read to my students. And I know that listeners will want to get their copy as well. I have a couple quick questions that I like to ask at the end, and then we'll talk about where listeners can get the book. So tell me, Courtney, what is your favorite music to listen to when you're off the clock just for fun? Oh, I love this question. Um, I'm a, I was born in 1983. I don't know if I'm aging myself, but um, I'm, I'm a nineties girl and nineties is back. I mean, everybody has to see the nineties are back in fashion and everything. So give me all the nineties pop. We just went to a pink concert. So yeah, all the nineties pop. I'm, I'm into that. I love it. Is there a music teacher in your past who has had an impact on your teaching or performing or writing in any way? Absolutely. Um, I have a bunch, um, but one of the main ones that I really try to um, showcase in my book also is is my first piano teacher. Um, so she was very special to me. She was the first person who taught me music, who got me excited about music. She also really was very important in me understanding and developing, you know, um, just dedication and commitment to whatever you're working on. She was so impactful with that for me. Um, and so, yeah, she, my very first piano teacher, I will never forget her. I love hearing about the, the teachers who have made an impact and how that's carrying on to the, the next generation and the future generations. Absolutely. Why don't you tell listeners where they can get a copy of your new book and how they can get in contact with you or follow along on your Instagram and social media? Yeah, anytime uh, anybody wants to reach out, definitely on Instagram, they can DM me anytime. They can also email me at fourheartsbooks at gmail.com. They can even message me through my website, which is CourtneyWoodward.com. And 
they can find the books definitely on Barnes and Noble's website as well as Amazon. Um, it will be available in Kindle, paperback, and hardcover. And then eventually it will get on um, a Target's website as well as Walmart. So I'll obviously keep my my audience in the know when those do pop up. But at the very beginning, definitely Amazon and Barnes and Noble's website. All right. And we'll put the links in the show notes. Again, congratulations, Courtney. This is so exciting. I'm so happy for you with the second book, which I just want to reiterate. It's awesome. And I hope our listeners will pick it up and read it to their students. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. This has been a really fun conversation and I really appreciate you taking the time for us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Rachel. And thank you to all the listeners too. It's lovely. Hopefully everyone can reach out. Thank you. Take care. I hope that you will check out both of Courtney's Family Dynamic books, and I would love to hear how you use them with your students. As Courtney mentioned, combining literacy with music is such a natural juxtaposition, and it is one more way that we can reinforce the concepts that we are teaching our students. If you haven't done so already, be sure to hit the subscribe button for this podcast and share this episode with another music teacher who might be looking for new and creative ways to teach musical concepts. Until next time, happy piano teaching.